0: Welcome to the week 14 edition, I can't believe it's week 14 edition, geez, of the position preview here at WindDailySports.com. Sign up at WindDailySports. We are going to be using the Optimizer, so we're showing you in this entire position preview what the Optimizer is like, and you could sign up at WindDailySports.com and get the Optimizer to help you build lineups for week number 14 and for the rest of the NFL season as well. Also, this is all sponsored by the Sharp app. Go to sharp.app, and there you can find all the ways that you can download the Sharp app, and just any of the app stores you go to, Google Play, Apple Store, anywhere you get your apps, you can find the Sharp app. But Go to sharp.app to learn more on how to download the Sharp app. My name is John Jansen. Follow me at jjansen34. Joining me today, as always, well, not last week because he was in the wonderful, magical place we call Disney, Uh, but Jason is back from that, and now, Jason, you get to help us set some magical lineups with all that Disney magic you got for us.
1: Uh, I'll i ride the magical vibe, man. But I'm shot, man. It, 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 I need a vacation. <laughs> the for magic's the vaca- gone. <laughs> nah, man. It, it was magical for my daughter. Uh, she's three now, but it was a lot of work, man. Mentally, physically, financially, it crossed all those check boxes. And and now I'm ready to get back to work. Sit on couches, build lineups. Hopefully, win some money this weekend to cover some credit card uh, uh, bills that are going to be coming in in about 30 days. So <laughs> it's an interesting. Sl-
0: so there's a lot at stake for you in week number 14.
1: Yeah, we need to have a big week, man. I haven't had like that monster, monster NFL week. So hopefully this is the week, man. It, it's an interesting slate. There's a ton of value. Let's break down this value. Let's show off this optimizer. Show it hey, let's it get right into it, let's man. Let's just position show off how colorful position.
0: it is first. And look at all that green, red, and orange. It looks great, but there's a lot to it, though, and we'll start with fantasy points per dollar, and right now it's at least giving us Taysom Hill, and it's the reason why I started off with Taysom Hill and the fantasy points per dollar, by the way, and the value, because Taysom Hill is really interesting. Like, he is the enigma that, like, we just don't quite understand, but he puts up fantasy points, and maybe it's the same thing that, like, Taysom Hill and Jalen Hurts are just under the same umbrella of, yeah, these guys just run enough that you can just put them in your lineups and you're good to go.
1: Yeah, look, man, I haven't looked back to see, like, the last time somebody threw four interceptions and dropped 27 DraftKings points. It's pretty darn impressive, though. So, like, I just wrote him up on USA Today. It's going to be a tough fade, man. Like, 27 points with four interceptions, and he, he didn't even get a rushing touchdown. So he just went out there. Rush for 100 yards, threw for 260 in a tougher matchup against a Dallas defense. Now he's playing without Mark Ingram against a Jets defense that's pretty atrocious. You know, they're giving up the 29th most, you know, passing yards per game. So he'll he'll be able to see a good look, you know, passing 30th rank rush defense. He'll be able to run all over him. game script in his favor. And DraftKings Kings dropped the ball, man. They really did. Um, it's a mistake in pricing. He should not be a 5,600, you no. know, quarterback on this slate. FanDuel got it right, you know. So, on FanDuel— He should be close uh, to
0: what Jalen Hurts is every single week. Whatever Jalen yeah. Hurts is, that's that's the same that you should yeah, be pricing, Taysom Hill.
1: There should be, you know, a, a real discussion. Like, hey, on FanDuel, they got it right. I think he's, like, within five, $600 from the top tier or $700 from the top yep. tier. Somewhere in that range. So, like— On FanDuel, not a must play. You know, I'd rather take the safety of a Mahomes or a Josh Allen and and some other quarterbacks we'll talk about. But on on DraftKings, there's a reason why he's the top overall value. He's just way too cheap. The matchup is way too good. You know, the fact that Ingram's out, I'll repeat it again, that, that helps his touchdown equity. You know, if you don't want to play Taysom Hill, you know, real nice leverage with Alvin Kamara. And you can play Taysom Hill naked. You don't have to play him with any of these, you know, wide receiver threes that are trotting out there for for New Orleans. You just play him naked. Hopefully he rushes for 100 yards. Hopefully he gets a rushing touchdown, throws for one or two, gets you anything above 20, and you're sitting pretty, man. There's so much value on the slate, and it starts with Taysom Hill. I think he's safer than any of these other 5K guys. I, I like the upside that Heineke might be able to, you know, go out there and do. Cam, with no McCaffrey, you know, he can go out there and score a touchdown or two from the ground. So all three of these guys are interesting, but look, Taysom has the highest ceiling, the highest floor here. So he's going to be popular. Like right now, the is showing under 10% ownership. I think that creeps up to maybe 15%, 20%. I can see him being the most popular quarterback once we lock in on Sunday he's just way too cheap man.
0: Yeah, and as you're seeing there, Taysom Hill like very clearly a uh a big value play on DraftKings FanDuel still. Like he is still somewhat of a value play, but again, yeah, DraftKings he becomes much more available to you to put into your lineups, but as we get to some of the top projected guys, Josh Allen is at the top of this. He has is in the top, let's say five in ceiling projection as well. But I'm not gonna lie, Jason. I think everybody's gonna stay away from the Bills, and I think nobody's gonna want to take Buffalo. I, I hate to say that nobody's gonna take him because if we go projected ownership, like he has at 3.9 percent projected ownership, which is behind Bridgewater. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Looking at the optimizer right now, and that's, again, why it's one of the best tools over at Wind Daily Sports, I love Josh Allen in this spot. I absolutely want to crush Josh Allen in this spot pretty much in all of my lineups because he's going against a bad secondary. They're probably going to be behind for most of the game, and it's all Josh Allen all the way.
1: Yeah, look, Allen's in a great spot. I think that ownership, you know, as the ownership creeps in, you know, it's a very raw and, and- – you know, a stat that changes or or a number that changes throughout the week. So I think as more lineups get crunched Friday, Saturday, Sunday, um, these numbers will change and, you know, people will pivot. I I don't think Herbert will stay the top-owned quarterback without Keenan Allen without Mike Williams. We'll talk about that Um, when we get to the wide receiver position. But Allen, I, I feel like is sneaky. You know, I wrote up Stephon Diggs. I think Diggs is my number one guy from the wide receiver position this week. Allen's game script is in his favor. Bounce back spot. You know, coming out of that ridiculous game in Buffalo, this is a get-right spot for him statistically. I'm not sure they win this game, but statistically, um, he has to go out there and, and chuck. He's got to throw the ball a bunch. They really have no run game, and Tampa Bay's defense is really good at stopping the run. So the Bills don't have a running offense, Tampa Bay's run defense is is one of the best. So he's going to have to throw the ball a bunch. So that's why I love Stefan Diggs. And I think Allen is kind of sneaky on this slate where, look, he's only $200 cheaper than Patrick Mahomes. So people will play Patrick Mahomes, you know, versus the Raiders, which, you know, he lit them up in, I think it was week 10, threw for five touchdowns, and the game wasn't even close. And not to say that the game is going to be close this time, but, He threw for 406, five touchdowns, and they won 41-14, to dropped 39. So I think more people will feel more comfortable playing Patrick Mahomes over Josh Allen. So Allen is a sneakier GPP play. Mahomes, for me, is still the safer cash game play if you're paying off for somebody. And Taysom Hill is at the best value spot. Now, in between those guys, you got Herbert, which – I don't know, man. Like he's he's cheap, but he's playing without Keenan and Mike Williams, most likely. Look, if they both end up playing somehow and they pass these COVID tests, which doesn't look so good um while we're recording this, I'm not gonna load up on Herbert. I'll take the cheap value at the wide receiver position, but I'm not gonna load up on Herbert. The guys that are interesting to me, um, uh, It's not even Tom Brady either, because I think Buffalo's defense is pretty good, but it's not great. They're not a great defense. They're not the same defense they were. So I think Brady, sneaky for GPPs, but in cash, I prefer Allen and Mahomes or Taysom. Um, But the guy I like a lot is Dak Prescott. Um, In the middle of the pack where, you know, he's not priced in the top end and he's not at the bottom end where, you know, most people land. They're either going to go up and and grab – Allen or Mahomes most likely, or they'll go down and grab Taysom or one of the other 5K guys. Now you got Dak at 6,700. I know Washington's defense has played a little better in division, not at home. So there's some negatives there, but he's got all his weapons right now, man. Like he's got every piece to go out there and have a good game here. So I like Dak, GPPs. I probably won't play him in cash, but GPPs, I think he's a solid play in that mid-range, kind of the guy forgotten. Outside of that, you know, Derek Carr potentially takes some shots here. 5,900, if Waller plays, I like him better. Without Waller, I'll probably stick to Taysom or maybe take a shot on, on Heineke. And that's pretty much the player pool for me. Like, I really don't like too many other quarterbacks here. Um, not really interested in Bridgewater against the Lions. Herbert, like I said, without his weapons, I'd rather play the value-wide receivers or Jared Cook or Austin Eckler, which we'll talk about soon. Um, but I'm not going to like load up on Herbert at this price tag. I prefer Dak Prescott.
0: Yeah, I would say, like because I'm shocked that the projected ownership for Josh Allen and Tom Brady, which is, by the way, the highest total on the bleeping board for Sunday, 53.5, and there's no other game in 50 on Sunday, 3.89% for Josh Allen. 2.60 for Tom Brady. I know Tom Brady has that DVP of one. That becomes a concern. But look at the projection. They're going to be able to throw the ball against Buffalo. It's Tom bleeping Brady. They're not going to contain him. He has a chance, especially in the if this game does turn into a shootout. Tom Brady and, and the pace gets quicker. Tom Brady is going to have... A great game. He's going to have close to 300 yards. He's going to throw for three touchdowns. Like this, this has the makings to me of a shootout, and we're getting that projected ownership under five percent for both guys. When Dak Prescott is five percent, almost six. Like I like Dak Prescott. I'm kind of shocked that Justin Herbert's getting all this against the Giants. So I'm with you, Jason. I'm going far away from Herbert. But I'm really shocked that the highest total on the board in two passing offenses. And especially with one, Josh Allen, who has a great matchup against Tampa Bay, and it's 3.89 for the projected ownership percentage. I love Josh Allen. I love Allen.
1: I'm looking at props right now. We have some props up. I got the Sharp app up right now. And Brady has the highest player projected passing yards on the slate. So, look, Vegas agrees with you. Um, Like I said, the optimizer will get adjusted throughout the weekend. More people dig in. Friday, Saturday, make their adjustments. Brady's at 303. Josh Allen at 290. Um, Garoppolo, no thank you. He's 249. No, no, no. Um, Bridgewater, 231. No thank you. Jared Goff, 215. No thank you. No. Lamar Jackson, who we haven't mentioned, 229. You know, still, I'm not going there. I don't. Yeah, the offense yeah, is
0: just too out of sync. No yeah.
1: way. Cam and Taysom Hill, both under 190. Taysom, 187 cam 189 i'm not even going to mention matt ryan no thank you he's 231 car is 256 patrick mahomes 285 so mahomes is up there you know number three or, or number two on the slate actually no Dak prescott ahead of him 289 so look vegas agrees with me likes Dak there i think Dak's in that sweet spot mid-range not lowest not highest um outside of that Everybody else is low. I'm not going to talk about your boy Trevor Lawrence at 214, Tannehill 220. <laughs> Russell Wilson, I don't know what's wrong with him, and Metcalf 240. So, look, we're locking in on the guys that, you know, we already mentioned. Derek Carr is kind of like the sleeper. If he has some weapons, this game could get out of hand. A lot of passing here, you know, expected from Carr to, to stay in this game. think he's interested for GBps only, but I'm going to be, you know, on my core – and my player pool is going to be pretty tight at the quarterback position. I don't think yep. you need to go too far outside of the guys that we mentioned: Mahomes, Brady, and you know uh, Josh Allen at that that top tier. Probably fading Herbert, and then and then looking at Dak in the mid, and then Cam and Taysom Hill, and maybe some Heineke, you know at fifty five hundred with some Derek Carr sprinkled in at fifty nine hundred. And that's that's pretty much the player pool for me at the quarterback spot. Talking yeah. DraftKings FanDuel. You know, you might be able to remove a couple of those names because they're they're priced out of where they should be.
0: Yeah, no, I completely I'm my player pool was very short. The lowest I'm willing to go is Taysom Hill. I like Dak Prescott, and then also Josh Allen and Tom Brady. That's it. That's pretty much all I'm going with. Now I don't even like Patrick Mahomes in this spot. Uh, against the Raiders, it's not like they're having ceiling games over and over again. You know, they they could against the Raiders for sure, but I'm just not banking on it. I'd rather go with Josh Allen and Brady, which projected is going to be a shootout. And Dak Prescott against that defense and Taysom Hill because, uh, yeah, severely underpriced for the production that he has. All right, let's move on over to running backs now. Uh, is that kind of the same thing for you as we take a look at projections? Right now, Austin Eckler is the top projected. I agree with that. Pretty much uh, Leonard Fournette, who's been doing very well, Uh, he's projected for 19.6. Joe Mixon, 18, after he just had a bit of a clunker last week that nobody was expecting. So I'll ask you this, Jason where are we going with uh, our running backs for week number 14?
1: I think with the value that Taysom presents, and we have, look, you got to get the Chargers right on this slate. You know, I think you build a couple different combinations because if they continue to trend the way they're trending Keenan Allen Mike Williams will both be out so Eckler's the safest piece of this offense you know they're gonna he has a good you know rushing matchup against the Giants and he's gonna be very active catching balls out of the backfield he always is and now you take the two top weapons out you know from their receiving core so Eckler is super safe at 8300 so love the Eckler play probably gonna lock him in for yep. cash and get a lot of shares of him in GPPs, and then just mix and match with their wide receivers and Jared Cook and potentially, you know, fade Eckler in some spots. But, you know, he's probably going to be the highest-owned running back that I'll have in my lineup. In lineups that you don't play Taysom Hill, I do think Alvin Kamara provides a ton of leverage. Because, look, let's just assume Taysom Hill is 25% owned or higher. Let's say 25%. And – He, for whatever reason, lays a clunker, um, doesn't get any end zone, throws his three or four picks um, or maybe two. Doesn't need to be three or four. And Kamara scores two or three touchdowns. It very easily can happen. Terrible defense in the Jets. Game script in Kamara's favor. So Kamara is super sneaky. Um, I like him. I wouldn't pair him with Taysom. um, They they really take away from each other. Right, because Taysom would take
0: away his touchdowns if that were to happen.
1: Yeah, so with no Mark Ingram, it's going to be the Kamara show, man. And their wide receiving core is pretty terrible, so he'll he'll be in a very similar spot to Austin Eckler. So I don't I, I don't see a way to play them together with with Kamara and um, Taysom. But in a lineup that you're not playing Taysom, I don't mind the Eckler Kamara option because we have cheap. Um, wide receivers from L.A. that can, you know, give us some value in Palmer and Guyton. And we'll talk about that in a second. Jared Cook as well. So there's ways to get cheap um, value at different spots that you can maybe just pay up and, and grab Kamara and Eckler together. Um, if you want to go cheap, you know, Melvin Gordon right now is questionable. If he's out, probably going to hit the, the lock button on Javante Williams, like at 5,900 he got the workload last week. He didn't, you know, underwhelm. He outperformed, actually, and took all the line share of the, of the running work, caught a bunch of passes. So, Javante's in a situation here that if, if Gordon out, he's going to be pretty close to a lock button. So, he's the value right now. We got a lot of questionable tags. So, like, Eli Mitchell, questionable. DeAndre Swift, questionable. And these are like serious questionables. I think Mixon plays. I think James Robinson plays. I think Saquon plays. I don't know what to do with Saquon, I'll be honest, man. I really don't know what to do with this dude. Like, giving him shots here and there, he's so cheap.
0: If it wasn't he, for the fact that he hasn't been practicing, I thought this would have been worth a shot. But if the ankle's yeah. still bothering him, what's the point? If the ankle's still bothering him, then I don't know if I can bank of, on the, bank on the will, big play. I'll, that I'll, I, t-
1: I'll tell you I this. I'll tell you this before the end of the season, there will be one Saquon game that he rushes for a hundred yards and comes close to catching a hundred yards and goes for two or three touchdowns. Is this the game? I'm not sure because Mike Glennon's a the quarterback. They're probably going to have a tough time moving the ball with Glennon. So you can take a shot or two on Barkley, but I don't think it's like a, a guaranteed lock that he's going to just exceed value at $6,000. So he worries me a bit. I'm not a big Antonio Gibson guy. Um, he's at 6K versus Dallas. He's popping in the optimizer as one of the better value plays. But I, I'll, I'll switch it to you, man. Out of these 6K running backs, if we're not going with Javante Williams, who who do you like the best, man, if it's between maybe Gibson Jacobs or, or Saquon or, you know, if Eli Mitchell gets a, a, an okay that he's going to start and get the boatload of the work here. Is he your guy? Who do you like in this in this mid-range?
0: Yeah, this mid-range is extremely tough, and Javante Williams is one that keeps popping out over and over again. Uh, I was interested in the optimizer to kind of see where – Jamal Williams was because he has been fairly quiet since taking over for DeAndre Swift, who is out with an injury still uh, or he's missing practice and he's probably going to be out again, Uh, but he's in, he's in such a great matchup against the Broncos. I see that DVP there of eight. That's mostly because, you know, teams are uh, trying to play a little bit of catch up. It's a defense you can run on. We've seen it multiple times before, but it's just not popping the way I would want it. Javante Williams is just way too clear of a pick. And that's about it, because all the other ones are risky. Like I think Jamal Williams is risky. Dante Hilliard or Dontrell Hilliard is starting to get a lot of play, and he's at five point three k. You know he's been getting close to twenty points per game. But the thing is, you're taking the risk of: is he going to get either the touches out of the backfield or get the targets? He had ten targets in his first game uh, of of his two that he had sixteen and then nineteen. The sixteen point game he had ten targets, and then the nineteen point game he had twelve carries for over a hundred yards. Like he is a big play guy. Uh, He has big playability. He has a great matchup to do it, but it's really bleeping risky because it's a running back by committee. We don't know if it's going to be Devontae Foreman taking all of it. So, yeah, it's look if you want to be really safe, and with running back, I think it's fine being safe. I'm going with Javante Williams and then either a combination of Eckler or Alvin Kamara. I I just think that's the, the safest way you can play this and the best one. And you can get different somewhere else. It seems like we're getting a little bit different at quarterback, and I think we can get different at wide receiver. But like running back, the only five six K plays I see are way too risky outside of Javante Williams. Way, ask, way too me,
1: risky. Let me let me throw a name out to you and you tell me what you think about him. What about Hubbard here versus the Atlanta Falcons?
0: I I am nixing anything on the Carolinas offense because I don't know what it's gonna look like. Like it's it's you're firing your offensive coordinator and changing your philosophy like in season that is ridiculously hard to do and they're doing it in the when they're trying to get a playoff spot by the way they're go, they're going for a bleeping playoff spot. And they changed their offensive coordinator, who was very pass heavy, and should have been because guess what? They have two really good wide receivers, and now all of a sudden they they got, won. They,
1: got they got Cam throwing the ball though. That, but, that's a problem. But that's Cam well can't the problem. The ball.
0: Joe Joe Brady didn't say like, "Hey, give me Cam Newton." Like it's it's they're in a bad. But I you know, but they're, camera, but they're you know? in a bad spot. But you have to throw the ball; like you can't run the ball when you have Chuba Hubbard back there and Cam Newtons, who, who's in his thirties. Like I know Cam Newton can't throw the ball, but damn, dude, you got to. It's the best shot they have of winning. And so it, you're changing your entire philosophy. And I just don't think Chuba Hubbard's good enough. Like he's a, he's a rookie; he hasn't proven anything yet. And I think this offense is just going to be an absolute mess. So while the the DVP is probably going to say that, yeah. Jubal Herds in a good spot. No way. I, I just I, – I can't do it in an offense like this. Uh, I can't trust it. I cannot trust it at all.
1: And what about – I'll mention one more name. What about Foreman here? Is there any love here for Foreman? Game script potentially in, in his favor. Look, right. if, you can, if yeah. you can run for 109 yards, and I know he had that one big play. Um, You know, he, he busted one for 30, but, you know – if you can run for 109 against New England, um, now you have a week off here. Any love for Foreman. Look, Jacksonville defense, um, the Russian defense is, you know, 21st ranked. Um, they're they're going to probably be playing from ahead a here. I would assume Tennessee is the favorite here. Um, I'm looking at his prop projection as well. It's, it's 63 and a half. That's only three yards you know under Antonio Gibson it's above Hilaire above Josh Jacobs only six yards behind Kamara I know Kamara gets a lot of his action you know catching balls out of the backfield only six yards behind Nick Chubb he's up there man and the price is right on him you know can I sell you some Deontay Foreman at 5100 at least
0: oh, that's a tough one I mean he he's getting the just a little bit over the same carries as Dontrell Hilliard. I I just, my, my only thing is Hilliard's at least there are multiple different, multiple ways that he can get on the stat sheet and that he can break out a big play. Like he can catch passes. Deontay Foreman's not going to do that. Foreman, you're basically hoping that in the 12 to 15 carries, he can break a big run and he can get in the end zone. But, I don't know, man. It's between Hilliard and Foreman. If you can get it right, you're absolutely right to be go to try attack that spot. I'm the game script is going to call for it and Foreman's gonna get the carries, but it's just trying to figure out if it's Hilliard or Foreman. Like that that yeah. to me it's it's what you're trying to what you're trying to figure out. So if you can and you want to take the chance on either one of them, one of them's gonna pop off. It could be both. Like it, it honestly, it could be both against Jacksonville. They're that bleeping bad, but I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not sold on either one, and I would probably lean more Hillier just because I know he can catch passes as well, and he can yeah. he can get on the stat sheet that way.
1: It's a tough call, man. I think the safest is. Is. Is, yeah. is is to to lock Eckler, potentially lock Kamar if you're yep. not going with Taysom Hill, and you can afford him. And then you know, let's kind of hope Melvin Gordon's out so we can slide in the easy play of Javante Williams. And, and i don't even mind, you know, Williams if Gordon is playing and he's kind of banged up. So, you know, I think it's a, it's a pretty strong play any way you look at it. Outside of that, we're looking for some value here, and we're going to have to take some shots, man. We're definitely going to have to take some shots on, you know, one of these 5K, 6K guys if we can't afford the Eckler-Kamara uh, angle.
0: Yeah, and let's move on to wide receivers. And as you can see here, we are using the optimizer. You can use this as well to help build your lineup for Week 14. Uh, just go to windailysports.com, sign up, and I'll even use uh, winddailysports.com slash radio. I don't know if Jason wants me to do it, but I'm going to do it you anyway. Can Win can Daily sports WinDailySports.com/slash/radio and get a one-week free trial, and in that included will be the optimizer. Go check it out. Trust me, it's it's a incredible tool, and it's uh, one that you should be using to help build your lineups and to help get you started too. That's what the optimizer, to me, is best for. Uh, let's move over uh, now to wide receivers, Jason, because running back, I. I agree. I'm keeping that player pool extremely, extremely small. And it looks like we're going to be eating a little bit of chalk there. But wide receiver now gets real, real fun. Where are we going at wide receiver? Where do you want to start out here?
1: Um, We got some injuries that we got to kind of watch. Um, The ones that are really interesting is Debo Samuel. Um, If he's out, going to probably load up on some George Kittle, maybe take a shot on Ayuk again and D.K. Metcalf, I think he plays, but he's questionable right now. If he's out, then you're going to have to load up on some Tyler Lockett and maybe some Freddie Swain. But make, make sure you just check out, you know, either listen to the show on Saturday night on Series XM at 11 o'clock, Channel 87, you know, our Win Daily show there. We'll, we'll have some, you know, more news, more information to, to deal with these injuries or check out the free live stream Sunday, 11 a.m., WinDailySports.com. You know, we'll we'll have all the inactives by that but let's assume you know all these guys are playing outside of I'm assuming right now that Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are out um so there's gonna be some value we'll talk about in LA but in the top tier I think my number one guy is gonna be Stefan Diggs over Tyreek I think Diggs has to have a big game you know Buffalo is fighting for for playoff spots and they got to show up. They're going to be throwing pretty much the entire game. Like I said earlier, you can't run on Tampa Bay, and Buffalo does not have a run game outside of Josh Allen. So, Stephon Diggs is in for a monster game. Whether they're winning or losing, I think Diggs has a pretty pretty big game here, man. I I can't see a way he doesn't go out there and, and grab 100 yards. So, he's the first guy I'm trying to lock in. Look, Tyreek's in a great spot. But I don't think that the Raiders can really force Mahomes to be throwing the ball for four quarters. I think the Raiders have lost a lot. Waller is most likely out here. So this could be a blowout. Not to say that you know Tyreek can't get his points early in the first half and score two touchdowns and put up 100 yards. He's the most explosive guy in the NFL, freak athlete. So he can get there. I just think if you're playing four quarters, I think Diggs outperforms him. Um, props are, are pretty close. Stefan Diggs, 77 and a half. And I think Tyreek might even be above him. Yeah, he's 78 and a half. So pretty much identical props. I just think Diggs is the better play this week if you're choosing, you know, one over the other. So I got Diggs at the top of my board. Look, if Debo plays, great spot for him. Um, he's the leader of that team offensively. So he's in a great spot. Um, Tyreek in a a great spot too, man. He he lit up the Raiders pretty quickly. Um, and I don't think Buffalo's defense is as good as it was last year. So Godwin also in a good spot, and CeeDee Lamb in a good spot too. So kind of have it ranked digs number one. Um, if Devo plays, I might have him number two, slightly ahead of Tyreek Hill. And then Godwin at four, CeeDee Lamb at five. And after that, you know, in this mid-range, I love what Renfro is going to end up doing. You know, he's going to be targeted probably 10 to 15 times. So he's pretty safe for cash games. I don't know if he possesses the upside for for GPPs. And then CeeDee Lamb, you know, as much as I would like to play him in this spot, you know, there's just so many guys on Dallas that he's going to be fighting for targets for. So could have a great game. Yes, I like Dak a ton. I like attacking Washington a ton. Just a lot of mouths to feed in Dallas. So not going to be fully endorsing CeeDee Lamb. Um, good play, good GBP play. I think he's the number one receiver in this offense. So you can take shares there. So that's pretty much where I'm at in the high end and that mid-range. And now we got to talk about the Chargers. Um, what's your thoughts here? You know, Palmer, Guyton. Palmer in the slot, he's popping um, as a higher value play. Guyton, you know, slightly more established in this offense over the past couple of years, more of a big play guy. What's your thoughts here with Palmer and Guyton?
0: Yeah, this is going to be really interesting how they play this because uh, James Bradbury is one of the few really good players on the Giants, and I imagine – since Palmer's going to be in the slot, it's going to be a lot of Guyton that is seeing James Bradbury. So if that's the case, you know, it could be really heavy Josh Palmer. Like it could be a heavy, heavy dosage of him. So that would be my play. But it's not like I'm saying that Guyton can't have a good game because we know Justin Herbert loves to throw the ball downfield. Now they've opted for a short passing game this season, and it's worked, and that's why Josh Palmer – Is the better play? You look at the fantasy points per dollar. You look at the uh, projected number and uh, everything else. And he's under the he's even less more of a projected ownership than Guyton. But uh, I'm sure this is going to end up being these guys get a lot more ownership uh, this weekend. But I would say Palmer. But the thing is, like Herbert can throw the ball downfield extremely well. He's one of the best deep passers in the league and Guyton is the one guy that's going to be able to do it. So if they connect on a couple of those against the Giants, and look, the Chargers are a 10-point favorite, so it could happen. Uh, Guyton is going to just completely explode for a big game, and uh, I imagine he'd be one of 3.4K. That would just be amazing if he ends up getting that. But I think the safer one and the one I'm going to opt for is Josh Palmer because I can I can already see it now. They just pepper him with short targets. He gets about ten targets and eight catches, and whatever you know, whatever it might be. But uh, I, I would opt for Josh Palmer to be honest with you.
1: Yeah, I think he's he's the safer of the plays. Yeah. I don't I don't mind playing both of them, man. Like they're both in that three K range. Yep. Where they get you seven to ten points, you're you're cool with that, man. Like, and they will probably both get you that. You know, Palmer might need four catches. Got you might need two of those um to get to value. So. Like, I think they're both in play. Um, What I would do if I'm entering 150 lineups is kind of split them down the middle. So, you know, in your exposure in the right column here, set your max exposure to both of them, you know, to like 50 percent. Set your min exposure to both of them at around 25 percent or 30 percent, depending on which one you're leaning on more. And, you know, when you hit the optimizer button and you build out the rest of your rules here, you'll guarantee that you'll get you know, a certain amount of each of them. And you can also build out some, some rules here that, you know, you don't want to play them together or you only want to play them together in a certain amount of lineups. And you can, you know, mix and match them with Eckler, without Eckler, with Cook, without Cook. How many charges is too many? I would say, you know, I have no problem playing two. I really don't want to play more than three, though, from, you know, the running back wide receiver and tight end position because I don't think the Giants are going to put up a bunch of points with Mike Lennon. So I think ideally, you know, you go Eckler and one of these wide receivers or Eckler and Jared Cook, or, you know, you go with two of the wide receivers, you fade Austin Eckler and hope that Herbert throws, you know, for three touchdowns. Right, because you have Palmer. a 300-yard,
0: yeah. three-touchdown game like Herbert can, and he has a yeah. ceiling game, which, which we're not expecting. But if that's the route you want to go and you have Herbert in your lineup, then you're putting both Palmer and Guyton in there. You have yeah. to. They're, they're free plays, and they're they're two you guys. Have Jared that you Jared Cook th-
1: there too. Don't forget about Jared Cook, who's like yeah, established he, he can, in his offense, thirty two hundred but- as well. So it's like I, I don't think Cook has a worse floor than those two guys. You know, Cook might have a lower ceiling than those two guys. Yeah. But remember, though, Cook, you know he's a, he's a matchup problem. If he gets the targets, he's a big dude, red zone threat. Um, And he's establishing his offense. It's not like he has to, like, really build rapport with a quarterback because he's now filling in. Like, he's already been in the system. He's already been on the field a bunch. Um, The only thing that worries me with Jared Cook is the guys that love vulturing touchdowns behind him and Parham or or Steven Anderson sometimes, you know, makes their way on the field. So a little worrisome there. Um, Like I said, I I do like Tyreek Hill. I do like um, Kansas City. A cheap way to get some Kansas City exposure you know, CEO was right. McCole Harmon is not that good at football, man. Like he's yep. he's, he, he, he's yep. quick, he's fast, but yep. he makes mistakes. And if you can't like figure things out with Tyreek and Kelsey beside you and Patrick Mahomes throwing you the ball, I guess there's something wrong there. So Byron Pringle is back up the depth chart now. He's getting slightly more targets. Um, in an earlier matchup against you know the Raiders, he, he caught a touchdown. You know, five targets, four receptions, 46 yards. So, you know, he's kind of sneaky in that range. I can see him getting into the end zone. I can see him, you know, dropping 15 points. Nobody's going to really play, you know, a 3200 Byron Pringle when when Palmer and Guyton are there and everybody's like, oh, I got to play these guys. So I think he's sneaky. I think he's, you know, good for GPPs. I'm not going to load up on him or hit the lock button on him, but I think a 3200... He does make some sense. Um, Look, if Cam can connect with DJ Moore, he's targeting him, but he's not really connected much. DJ Moore makes some sense in the mid-range. And and Hunter Renfro, man, if he ever scores a touchdown, he's really going to smash value because he's just getting, you know, every single target, um, you know, in the slot. You know, he's just getting 10 to 15 a game. You can't not hit value when you're getting 10 to 15 targets. You put up over 100 yards in the last two games without Waller. So if Waller's out, like Redfro's pretty much a lock for like 15, 17. Very easily can score 20. And like I said, if he finds a way into the end zone and he's got four touchdowns on the year, he could put up a 30-point game easily because Kansas City should be, you know, putting up 30, 35, 40 points in this game. So they're going to be playing from behind in, in Las Vegas.
0: Yeah. Uh, I also don't want to forget CD lamb. I love CD lamb on this slate too. Uh, it's a, yeah. It's,
1: it's, it's,
0: I know it's getting a little bit crowded again yeah, with Cooper it's just, back and only, Gallup. That's the only but problem. Still, yeah. But still if, if we're expecting a good passing day and you like Dak Prescott, um, CD lamb is just remaining the number one target. I know it is getting crowded and I get it, but I think it's proven over and over again and he's been on the field and uh, he's Dak Prescott's number one guy. I think. C.D. Lamb has proven he's the number one receiver in that offense. And if we're expecting a big game, then I'm expecting one out of him.
1: Yeah, like he is the guy. But there's only three times this year in whatever, 13 weeks that they have played or 12 weeks with a bye that he's exceeded 10 targets. And I'm not saying, you know, there's a couple of them are, are nine and eights and sevens. He's averaging 17 points a game. He's got the massive upside, great matchup, great you know, great stack with Dak. If I'm stacking anybody with Dak, it's CD, But as a one-off at 7,200, kind of worries me too, man, because it's not like Cooper is dead or, and he's not going to go out there and, you know, be involved. I know he's been dealing with COVID and he's been sick and not really recovered right, but he should be, you know, back yeah, he in should be fine this week. Yeah, you know? he would be good So to go. Cooper – it's still there? Gallup is involved. is involved. Pollard's involved. So that's the only worry w- with Lamb. Is you're praying, you know, if you if you tell me, do you want Lamb or Godwin? I probably just go with the tougher matchup and go Godwin. If you tell me, I can find a way. I actually
0: to, love uh, the other ta- uh, Tampa Bay wide receiver.
1: Why? 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 Why Evans in this spot? Because. It's been 500,
0: 500 cheaper and he's still producing this year. Look, there there's also this thing that's out there of Mike Evans at home. Uh he had, all of his touchdowns have come in Tampa Bay this season. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but it's a thing for some reason. Happening. But no, yeah. it's just like it things alternate and it goes back and forth and I think well, this is a good game for Mike Evans.
1: 2 touchdowns on the road, but 8 at home, averaging yeah. 22 at home versus 12 on the road. So there must be something there. You know, maybe Brady puts yeah, some of nice even, meal And I know that's home. a little
0: bit of a, a niche, like it's a weird stat to be pulling up. So I'll just say this. I think again, it's the highest total on the board at fifty three and a half. What do
1: you? What do you, stop for a second? What do you make of this Buffalo defense? Is it good or is it bad?
0: It's it's fine. I think it's a good defense. There's nothing wrong with the defense. It's just the the game environment is going to be fast paced, and if it's fast paced, Tom Brady is going to score. Like you, it's just not going to stop from happening. So if this game environment does end up going absolute bonkers and Josh Allen's scoring and he's got three hundred yards and three touchdowns. Tom Brady's going wild. Like it's just yeah, Buffalo's great, but we're talking about an offense that, you know, is one of the best passing offenses in the league and one of the best quarterbacks in the league and maybe going to win the MVP in Tom Brady. You know, so I for as good as they are and this D V P is going to scare a bunch of people away, I'm not scared of it. And I don't want to be scared of it. This game environment is tailor made for both Tom Brady and Josh Allen to go nuts in. And I wanna I wanna get a piece of that. It's just crazy to see that the, there is one game specifically that is made to be a high scoring game and nobody wants a piece of it. Not anyone.
1: Yeah, then they worry about the defense a little bit yeah worry about right. the and, I, and i get and- that but in,
0: in, in any other circumstance i would be but it's tom brady like uh, tom brady is not going to be fooled by anything that he sees since rob gronkowski has come back it's been even better for brady i know there were a couple of weeks there especially that washington game where he didn't look particularly good uh, but i think since rob gronkowski's back they have pretty much a full repertoire to to use and they've been using it and i think mike evans uh, I think he's going to have a big game. I truly do. I, I like him five hundred dollars cheaper in a great game environment, low ownership. I like Mike Evans.
1: Definitely sneaky. You know, you mentioned Gronk. You know when he's he's been playing lights out, man. Yeah, it's crazy touchdown yeah,
0: machine.
1: Yeah, touchdown. Brady just Brady's just attacking him. Yeah. Um, talking about tight ends. You know, Kelsey at the top, pretty obvious. You know, he lit up the Raiders. He's been up and down this year for whatever reason. Um, I think he's, you know, I think he's still the safest tight end on the board. You know, you, if you have the, if you have the money, he's the guy you're paying up for. I can be sold on George Kittle, if Debo Samuel's out. If Debo Samuel's out, I actually prefer Kittle over Kelsey because they're gonna have to, they're gonna yeah. have to throw the ball to to keep pace with the Bengals at home. I think. I think the Bengals are gonna put up some points here. They have a good offense. So Jimmy's gonna have to throw the ball. And if Debo's out, I do like Kittle. If Debo's in, you know, I'll pay up and spend the extra five dollars and get Kelsey. So that's really the the determination that I gotta make if I'm in that zone and I got that money. Now, if I don't have the money and I'm not playing Guyton and Palmer together, or you know, I'm not really in favor of either of those two guys, you gotta take some shots on Jared Cook. Thirty two hundred. I just don't see a way. He hurts you. He's the safest tight end on the board. And if you're trying to get guys like Eckler or, or Kamara or Stefan Diggs, best value on the board, you know, at the tight end spot is Jared Cook. So I don't mind going Cook with with Palmer together at 3,200. You only need, like I said, 8 to 10 from each of them. And you're safe. You know, you're safe. You're, you're in the right zone. If they go out there and put up 15, 20, now you're you're in contention you know, if the rest of your lineup is really good um, to take down a GPP. So I think Jared Cook um, smash spot. any 3, James 200. O'Shaughnessy.
0: I know that was a big play for everyone last yeah, week. And look,
1: uh, I wrote him up. I wrote him up on USA okay. Today. So, you know, looking at it, it makes sense because Tennessee's defense is not good. You know, nobody else is stepping up for Jacksonville. Dan Ardle in the role of, you know, tight end prior to, you know, O'Shaughnessy taking over was heavily involved, man, you know, heavily involved, targeted a bunch. Um, last two games, five targets, six targets. It's what you want to see. You know, early, early in the year, he had eight an eight-target game, you know, before um, he got injured and before um, Arnold came back or came onto the team. So this guy's been involved. He's been working with Lawrence, you know, in camp. So it's not like he's just filling in for somebody here. So, 2,900, really can't go wrong. They're going to be playing from behind. The matchup's good. Twenty six, you know, ranked passing defense in Tennessee. So I think it is a pay down week um, at tight end because you want to pay up in other spots. So Cook, O'Shaughnessy, I like both of them. I wrote up Austin Hooper too. Nice. Really? Okay. If Landry is out or Landry's been banged up and I, I hate Baker Mayfield. I hate this passing well, you offense. Would think, well, but, I guess
0: the hope is he's also healthier out of the bye week, so there's some, at least, maybe increased performance from him.
1: Yeah, look, it's Landry Peoples-Jones and Anthony Schwartz or Rashad Higgins, so he's above <laughs> not them. Not much, yeah. Yeah, so look, he's going to be the second or third most targeted player, you know, catching balls from from Baker, which is, is not the position you want to be in. Um, you don't want to be catching balls from Baker, but You know, Njoku out, Harrison Bryant out. He should get all the run at tight end. So he's going to be on the field a bunch. And then questionable tags to Jarvis Landry. Limited practice on Thursday. He's been banged up all year. So with that being said, I think this is a good spot for Hooper. You know, slightly above, you know, these, these cheaper guys. And Cook and O'Shaughnessy, you know, you're going to probably see half the ownership on Hooper. Just because he, he's a couple dollars more, and he's not a popular dude, and he's not being spoken about too much, so I think Hooper is a nice pivot off of cook. So if you do go with two other Chargers, and you want another value guy, I think you go with Shaughnessy or Hooper. And if you got the I money, I like the Hooper
0: call. Yeah,
1: yeah, if you got the money, you go up there and you pay up for for Kelsey. And if Debo's out, you you go out there and you grab Kittle. The only other guy I'll mention here is. Gerald Everett, if, look, if for whatever reason Metcalf is hurt or he doesn't play, Everett's probably going to get the second most targets on his team. Even if if Metcalf plays, Everett kind of sneaky. Russ likes his tight end. It's a good matchup here. They should be, you know, scoring at will here against Houston. So Everett's been involved, you know, six targets, nine targets, four targets, eight targets, last four games. So another guy, if you want to pivot off what might be chalk and these other cheaper tight ends, if Everett finds a way to score a touchdown, he's dropping 15 points. You know, so Everett's another guy that I might get to if things shake out right where there's too much ownership on these guys. And I already loaded up on the Chargers and other spots and Landry plays and, you know, somehow DK Metcalf is out. Everett does come into play at 3,500 on DraftKings.
0: I like it. And, Jason, I think that'll wrap things up here for the position preview. Again, see this on the screen. See all of this, all the pretty colors, all the projections, fantasy points per dollar, uh, rating, ceiling projection as well. Look at the ceiling projection for Gronkowski, Kelsey, Kittle. You can find all of that on the optimizer. Uh, again, promo code winddailysportscom slash radio one week free trial and you can use it and use the optimizer and just see for yourself how great it is and say your line for week number 14. But sign up windailysports.com. Also, Sunday morning at 11 a.m. As we mentioned a few times, Sticks and Ghosts will be live helping you pregame getting you ready for week number 14 before lineups lock. That is Sunday at 11 a.m. And be sure to enter the experts chat as well over on discord, wind go to the Academy tab and you'll see there on the right side, the experts chat that you can enter. Also, this is all sponsored by the sharp app. You can go to sharp. App and find all the ways and find all the information about the sharp app, uh, but you can download it. Google play store, Apple store, anywhere you get your apps and find it sharp.com. .app That is it for us. More coming this weekend and all here on windaily sports.com.
1: You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks?